I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. We are here to talk about hard penis. We're here to talk about hard penis. Specifically, a Mr. Woodcock. That is the movie we watched today, ladies and gentlemen. Alexa, it was bad. It was not good. Nope, nope, absolutely not. It was it not just, good. It's just such an overwhelming feeling now of 2007 just being drowned by all these terrible comedies. I can't believe that... I chose Delta Farce, and that yeah. was that was on me. That was a mistake, and that was on me. What are, what are you trying to say here? And I extended, I extended the question to CJ. I was like, "It's your turn. Mm-hmm. What would you like to watch?" And he goes, "No hesitation." There was hesitation. Uh, there was hesitation because right? yeah. I I had to go and I had to scroll through the list of movies and see one that we haven't done yet, and, and I you made chose- sure. I, listen here, I made sure not to pick any of the good movies that we've been saving because we know we have people that want to come on for those episodes. This and is so true. I knew no one true. was going to want to come on for Mr. Woodcock. I, oh, you don't, you don't, you don't think there are, there are God, Woodcock fans? <laughs> no. There, you don't think there are any Woodcocks in the audience? Unfortunately, I've read the five-star Amazon reviews, and there are Woodcock fans in there's, the world. There's a lot of Woodies out there. An overwhelmingly positive amount. Really? Mm-hmm. That's upsetting. Amazon I did a really... only has 3% one star, 3% two star. I did a really, a really quick drive-by uh, research sesh today, so I wasn't oh. able to to see, um, well, that, you know. It's good, because Alexa, this movie doesn't deserve the amount of research that you put into the other movies. You know? <laughs> well, you, you say that, and meanwhile I was yelling at my computer before because my internet went out, because of course it did, and I was trying to open up a very interesting article, and I was screaming at my computer, and I'm like, why does no one want me to know? Why does no one want me to know about Mr. Woodcock? No one wants me to know. <laughs> They're trying to keep it under wraps. It's under wraps. Nobody wants the, the, the hot goss. It, it's almost impressive at this point to realize just how many movies were made in the year 2007 that were supposed to make you laugh, and yet they failed to even do it really once. Did it actually? That's a lie. It it made me laugh once. It made me so I watched this with my roommate. Thank God. I don't think I would have been able to successfully get through this on my own by myself. I struggled. I can't imagine what you went through because luckily my roommate came out and she's like, "Can I watch this with you?" And I'm like, "Oh God, please do." Um, and watching it with a buddy is it was fun. We could make fun of it and we could laugh together at how bad it was. There was a very good joke. Okay, quick premise of the movie. Yeah, yeah, here we this go. This kid, back in the day, he was uh, bullied by his extremely mentally, physically, and emotionally abusive... Uh, the whole triumvirate of abuse. Y- yes. The, 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 big, the big three um, by his gym teacher in, I guess, high school? Middle school? Elementary uh, yeah, school? Yeah, either one. In school. Uh, and now he is a successful, a motivational speaking, book writing adult. Uh, and his mother is now going to marry that very gym teacher. Um, and so the whole movie is spent with him trying to sabotage the relationship, etc., etc. Regardless, they go to visit... Uh, by the way, his teacher's name is Mr. Woodcock, by the way, if you mm-hmm. haven't gathered. The, the, the titular character. The titular character of Mr. Woodcock. They go and visit uh, the the son and Mr. Woodcock go to visit Mr. Woodcock's dad in a nursing home. And the guy goes, wait, you have a father? And he goes, of course I have a father, Farley. 
I'm not Jesus. There you go. It, that one got me a big. That got me a big ha. Started off strong with the only time one of us laughed during the movie. The only time that was the only time. The rest of the laughs were me being like like pity laughs, like <laughs> yeah, or like a huh, how how ridiculous and terrible this movie is. <laughs> the the humor that is embedded in the film is is slapstick in genre. But also the main crux of, of what I, I can only assume the writers thought was comedy when they were docking up this wonderful script is just is just pain and anxiety. It's one of those movies where it's just people mistake watching someone else have a terrible time as comedy, and it's just I not the case. Hate that. I don't find movies like that fun or funny at all i don't think that they're funny i actually watched a very good movie recently uh, a couple days ago called ingrid goes west and it's a satire about this girl who's played by um uh what's her name from parks and rec april ludgate from parks and rec um and she's like a she's a crazy stalker and she like stalks this one internet influencer and it's a satire and there's some funny moments but the majority of the movie is just anxiety inducing and i after the movie was over i was like wow what a terrific film i never want to watch it again i feel the same way about like um that adam sandler movie why can't i think about things today uncut gems like i <laughs> loved uncut gems i thought uncut gems slapped i thought that that the sandman was snubbed for an oscar i don't think i ever want to fucking watch that movie again that took years off of my life i got several more gray hairs from that movie but you still i don't were like able watching anxiety uh, yeah no but i was okay. i enjoyed it because the film i will enjoy an anxiety inducing movie once if it's a good movie, like if it's if it's good, if it's well written, if it's funny, if the anxiety is worth it, mm -hmm. then I enjoy it. I will probably never watch it again uh, because I don't really like the feeling of being a I'm already an anxious person. I already have anxiety. I don't need any more. So once I watch it, I'm like glad I experienced that. Probably never, ever want to do that again. It, it, it's just you're right when you're saying that it's just the right use of, of that anxiety, right? Yeah. When it comes to a comedy like this, where they're using it to be comedic, it, it falls flat every time. It's not fun. I don't like feeling anxious. I don't like feeling upset. This movie is a case study in psychological trauma. I think, I think. you're... I, I, like, you, you texted me that while we were watching the movie, and I, I get what you're saying. I think that's giving it too much credit. I think that I think it has... It, it, it a, wishes it was a case study. Oh, yeah. No, it absolutely does. I I wish... It, it would have been a more interesting movie if it expanded upon it. Because the problem is, the abuse that these kids suffer through, none of it is funny. No. Like... And, and it, it's played to be funny. And it's played to be funny. But, but like... You can, you can, you can discuss. I feel like I've been talking about this awful movie for too long. You're dude, good. Too many Did, minutes I, straight. I, I want to give the listeners just some sort of scope, some retrospect into why we're we're talking the way we are. the The movie opens up with a scene from uh, about twenty years ago, let's say, when the main character uh, is thirteen years old, and he's in line for gym class, and Mister Woodcock is the gym teacher. And it's, it's very military-esque, it's very boot camp style, uh, strict, no holds barred, and this gym teacher, to all these little boys, just takes a basketball, chucks it at one, falls on the ground. And that first just time- Just like point blank range. And just... listen, yeah, the shock value, the shock value, that being the first time it happened, yeah, I'm like, okay, ooh. Yeah, right. okay, this is good, I'm, I'm into it, mm -hmm. and you know what, some slapstick- I do find very funny. Like, I am a sucker for a good slapstick. And I don't think it was, like, gut-busting hilarious that he immediately hit a kid with a basketball. But the shock value kind of funny? I was like, oh, oh okay, okay, whatever. I the guess shock it's kind of, value, kind of yeah. silly. You take, a, you take a wiffle ball bat and you, you slap it against a horse and it makes a funny noise. But then you do it again 
and again and again, and eventually you're beating a dead horse, and mm-hmm. you're doing the name exactly like it is. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's a one-trick pony to keep it on with these weird equine euphemisms I'm using right now. Equine? Yeah, you're right. You have been using Mist- Mr. Woodcock euphemisms. just keeps on being abusive physically and verbally to, to these boys, making them all have serious consequences growing up. And the entire time, even now into present day, he's being revered as an amazing person, an amazing teacher, and he mm-hmm. has no consequences for his actions of no. the abuse that he's been doing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't fully understand why. Like, nobody, nobody said why everybody was okay with this and i thought it was gonna be like a stupid like moral tale of like oh well yeah mr woodcock was terrible to us when we were kids but look where we are now we're all so successful which is a shitty moral it's also not good Uh, but the movie doesn't even do that that the movie wasn't even that it was like yep he did all these bad things so there 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 wasn't anyway he did he did a, a, a big laundry list of terrible things throughout his career uh, by forcing p- kids to make laps for no apparent reason at all, even asthmatic kids, kids with a stutter, uh, forcing, quizzing them, forcing them to to do things that they just they can't do. Physical punishment. Corporal yes. punishment. <laughs> uh, embarrassing the main character, who was a chubby little kid, because he got ransacked from his locker. He didn't have the gym clothes, so he had to change in front of the entire gym, including Mr. Woodcock himself, and then do a pull-up while in his underwear. That is just downright, I'm know. sorry, but the kid wasn't even fat. I know. And everybody was like, oh, what was the name of the main character? I can't even fucking remember. Uh, Farley. John. They were like, oh, yeah, you were fat John when you were a kid. I was like, I don't, he was kind of chubby at best. Like a normal sized thirteen year old. So this is this is where I'm saying the movie could have taken it a direction towards the end that would have redeemed a lot of it. Bear with me, Alexa. I'm ready. Throughout this movie, like we've been saying, it's just a barrage of of now adult John Farley getting uh, physically and verbally assaulted by Mr. Woodcock because now he is engaged to his mother, mm-hmm. right? At the very end of the movie, the whole reason he went back to his small farm hometown is because he was getting a, an award. Mm-hmm. He was going to get the corn key of the town. The corn cob key. Thank you. Thank you. While Mr. Woodcock, turns out, was getting teacher of the year the same day. Mm-hmm. During this meeting, during this like town hall, this is where we see a bunch of people come up and give little talks about Mr. Woodcock, praising him. Making it seem like he's a great guy in that light, right? Which was mm-hmm. shocking because this whole time, from where we've been watching John Farley and seeing how terrible Mr. Woodcock is. Yeah. This is where, if the movie could have portrayed that what we've been watching this whole time was the main character's point of view, the main character's perception and lens, and then in actuality, we can see beyond, you know, the teenage adult uh, resentment that he could have had, that the guy might have been a nice guy overall. Yeah. That could have been something redeemable. But they couldn't hit that mark, and they just trying to wrap it up in a nice bow and make it nice and tidy. They couldn't hit that mark, and truthfully, I wouldn't have even really accepted that oh, of as course like not, a but it was good something. ending. It could have been something. Because the thing is, the abuse that these kids go through at the hands of this man that these kids go through and that like everyone generally that that comes into contact with him except for is, all the women except for all the women because he's like a ladies man or whatever he's like it's inexcusable truthfully mm-hmm. it's inexcusable and it's not and the thing is it's not just it's not funny ridiculous slapstick like it's upsetting like the thing like i was watching these scenes and i'm like is this supposed to be funny like i'm actually kind of upset like i think it's i thought it was very weird i like i don't know maybe call me a little too sensitive but i just thought it was very creepy and weird that he's having i don't think kids take their clothes off in the middle of class he's hitting kids in the in the nuts with wiffle balls 
and telling the kids, telling the boys to spread them. Mm -hmm. And then later in the movie, John is talking to his middle school crush, his seventh grade crush, and his seventh grade crush, who's now an adult, is now telling him, I've always had such a crush on Mr. Woodcock. And it's like a montage of her saying different phrases of like, oh yeah, I remember in this class he did this, and in this class he did this. And there's a very quick blurb of like, oh, I remember in gym class he like picked a, he picked me up. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Hey. Time out. Time out. You're telling me that this man that's making kids strip in the middle of his class and hitting kids in, in the dick with wiffle ball bats is also picking up seventh grade girls? Mm-mm. Uh, mm, no, no, no. I don't care for any of that. I didn't care for any of that. All you had to do was scale back the abuse from being realistically upsetting to, like, being... If it was just, like, yep, he he called the kids fat and he, he gave them mean names and he would... Some ridiculous things, like, oh, he whacked him in the face with a, with a basketball... Or, yeah, a basketball, or he made them run laps all the time. Whatever. But I feel like the the abuse was a little too real. I think that was the problem. I think yes. it was a little too real. And it wasn't funny, and it wasn't over-the-top crazy enough for it to be. And I think it's also because, like, Billy Bob Thornton is a very monotone, like, dead... His comedy Serious. is very deadpan. And, like, because that's how he's delivering his lines, like... It wasn't fun. Like, it wasn't wacky. Like, I feel like if somebody like like a Will Ferrell or an Adam Sandler or somebody very over the top and crazy was playing this role, I feel like I would have given it a little bit more of a pass. Oh, wow. I'm trying to you know? I'm trying to even, like, imagine what that would be like. It would be a completely different movie. Like, you ever see, do you ever see the movie Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell? Is that the soccer movie? It's the soccer I movie. I have not, but I know of it's, it. It's... I don't, I haven't seen it in many, many, many years. I don't remember a lot of it. But there is, you know, he becomes a soccer coach. Uh, and he used to be like a nerd. And then he becomes like a soccer coach for kids. And then he does end up being mean to the kids. But it's because, you know, he goes on a power trip. And he's just a, from what I remember, I could be totally wrong. But it's just very over the top. And he's yelling at kids and being like, and bullying his his players. And like a a stupid over-the-top way in that you know as the viewer you're like this in real life this would never happen and if it did this person would be fired immediately like this isn't real this is all big silly but like when you have and also funny enough billy bob thorne also did uh the bad news bears remake which i don't remember that either i don't know if he was psychologically abused to those children as well now that i think about it I don't know. I just feel like maybe the casting was a little off. If it, if it was somebody a little bit more over the top and a little bit crazier and a little bit wackier, I feel like it would have worked as a less upsetting film, I guess. A very unfortunate shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda is true. But what the final product was and what we had to endure 90 minutes of was just... It was... It, it was watching a man who had his life together... Over the course of 90 minutes, slowly deteriorate into oh a God, gibbering, awful mess. And this is the main character Idiot. that you're supposed to connect with and sympathize with. And you really do, which makes it even worse when you see all the shit that he has to deal with. But then you also watch as he then turns into this, you know, awful monster. monster. Basically. Yeah, because of this. And it has to, and his, his attempts to retaliate or, or blur mm -hmm. out the truth that he sees... And it's just, it, it it doesn't. I want. I don't want to say hurt. It just doesn't feel was, good sitting and no. watching that. And and this whole time thinking that this film is supposed to make you laugh, and it's doing very much the opposite. No, and if I, it makes you not want to root for anybody, there's no hero in this. And there's no morals. This. There's no good ending. Nope. It, no, it just ends. It just ends. You, you would think, you would think by the premise, but from what we've told you, uh, listeners, that the ending would be a, a meet-in-the-middle kind of situation mm -hmm. where Mr. Woodcock softens up a bit. Maybe he opens up. Maybe you learn something that gives him a little bit more personality and character and redeems him somehow while uh, John Farley 
gets his spine and he and he, he learns to stand up for himself but as well as take a step back from his mother who he was so close with and, yes. and refused for her to get a relationship partner with pretty much at, as a kid growing up you would think that it would kind of meld and be like a little happy family not so like something you know like they, that. they rib each other a little bit but it's kind of like ah ha, ha, we're on the same playing field now instead of people yeah instead of them meeting in the middle it's like they each took maybe a half step towards the middle and then called mm-hmm. it even yeah mr woodcock is enough. still the same self he, he didn't learn anything he said i'm kind of sorry to to his fiance, and that was yes. it and he still that right beforehand he was physically wrestling uh john farley and it was just so much toxic masculinity from both sides that there was no resolve and there was no t- again this could be a great tale of like what toxic masculinity does to a person mm. like mr woodcock versus somebody who is you know more on it on touch of with his sensitive side because he's a he's a self-help guru and he like writes books about people how to get like their lives back on track and whatever and like it's it's like a battle of like the manly man versus the sensitive guy and it's like a look at like how ridiculous toxic masculinity is but they don't do any they don't do anything they have so many ideas and they don't do anything with it and truthfully like I don't root for John Farley. I think he he becomes an absolute lunatic. Yes. And I don't root for for Mr. Woodcock either because they don't show they the movie keeps telling you, well, he's really he's a really great he's a really great guy and he's a really great partner and like he's sure. so nice. Okay. Like he's sure. so nice to the mom. I don't fucking see that aside from them having really great sex. He brings her daisies once. He brings her steaks to grill for dinner and doesn't bring one for her son um and he wins her prizes out of carnival like i don't actually see him being legitimately super nice to her emotionally i don't see any connection Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i think this is the direction you were just going with i think the person we're rooting for at the end of the movie is the is the mother yes and i don't think that she gets a happy ending either <laughs> truthfully i feel like this is a bad ending movie yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and at the end of the movie, so many uh, little subplots were just hanging. Nothing was tied up. The, this, mm-hmm. the girl that he had a crush on, that's now an English teacher, gone with the wind. She, no, she, uh, I thought she was a cheerleading coach. She Is she was also an, an English teacher both, and a cheerleading yes. coach? Yeah. Okay, only her cheerleading. She, she gave him a call uh, partway through the movie saying that to call him back when he's emotionally stable. And then we never see her again. Uh, yeah. The whole... Uh, friend from back at home who also was picked on who now works at the pizza pizza station he read Needleman the book and he Niederman. just yes Niederman. he read he read john's book he and, was a huge fan and it made him go out and buy a van he wanted to start mm-hmm. a, a pool cleaning business uh yep. we see a little bit of progression towards that because we see just from a van it goes to uh having the name on the side of van having mm-hmm. some equipment mm-hmm. we never see a resolve we never nope. see anything about that the whole realtor thing was so half-assed. At one point, oh they're trying to... John and his buddies trying to be like, all right, we know he's cheating on my mom. We gotta find that information. And they finally see the woman, and they call her out during this big town hall meeting. It's just his realtor. Surprise. Oh, look, he was doing oh, something Oh, yeah, he's nice. like, I'm surpri- I was gonna surprise your mom with a house. I'm like, um, no... You don't surprise people with houses. You don't surprise people with houses. Also, she already lives in a house. She already has a house. Mm-hmm. Another loose what do you end. Mean? Another loose end was with him and his work side. He was supposed to go back to his book tour. He was supposed to be on Oprah's show. He then went mm-hmm. on Tyra Banks' show because Amy Poehler, who uh, was a great character, she was one of the redeeming mm-hmm. qualities of this movie, was his mm-hmm. agent, and she was able to book Tyra Banks in his actual in the house in the hometown. Boom! Like over over the air. And it turned sour. And so it went, it went terrible. It went bad. He ended up exploding to his agent on live air. And so you'd think, okay, maybe he lost his, his work. He now he has to start from the beginning to try yeah. and build back that fan base. We don't any get nope. we don't get any resolution. If that went good for him book. because he exploded, if it went bad, so much was just left nope. gone. Also, not to get 
like nitpicky, but he's supposed to be, you know, speaking remotely to Tyra Banks, which by the way, why Tyra, like, was Tyra Banks owned by this company? I have no Why idea. Why was Tyra Banks? Like, they literally had Tyra Banks, like, film fake, like, a fake show. And then they used footage. I'm assuming they did not get a studio audience to, like, react to this in on film. And they just, like, used already pre-done footage of, like, the Tyra Banks show, like, watching the show, watching this interview. But, like, not to get nitpicky, but, like, he's supposed to be via satellite. Um, he doesn't have a microphone, and he doesn't have a uh, a thing in his ear to to hear the talent. Mm-hmm. I can't again. My brain is just not working today. An IFB. An IFB. Yeah, I almost said IBS, which is not correct. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have an IFB, so he couldn't hear what Tyro was saying. I was like, man, this movie sucks. It it just we're we're giving you so many reasons listeners to just it was forget sad. about this movie move on it was a sad movie if you like this movie if you liked mr woodcock because there are a lot of people out there that did like look look inward and reevaluate what you find good about it i need to know honestly did the writers and the directors like did they get therapy because they obviously have a lot to unpack in life they have a lot to unpack first of all the generation the generational trauma that they just brush off really quickly is that Mr. Woodcock is a nasty... He visits his dad in a nursing home with John Farley, and his dad is also an incredibly nasty person, and he's mean, and he bullies everyone, including his own son, Mr. Woodcock, and he calls him... He makes fun of him. He makes fun of his job. He constantly... Everybody's calling everybody pussies in this movie. He insults how he looks he insults everything about him and like it's trying to be like well his dad's mean so that's why he's mean and later in the movie john farley tells him like you have to be nicer to people or else you're gonna end up like your dad mean and alone and i'm like but he doesn't do anything to to change his behavior yeah and neither does john farley neither of them do anything to change their behavior they're they're both bad people that I don't want to root for. There you go. And also, there you go. They make a joke about how they're like, "Oh, well, when fucking Mr. Woodcock's getting the fucking award and whatever," and this little girl is like, "Oh, he saved my cat raisins. Um, raisins ended up being strangled anyway, but he still brought me the dead, the the dead corpse of raisins. Basically, he still found my cat." And, like, everybody's supposed... And and John Farley is like, oh, so he killed the cat. Like, he killed the cat. And everybody's like, that's ridiculous. And I'm sitting here in the audience like, no, it definitely killed that cat. Someone's Mr. Woodcock yeah. absolutely killed that cat. Cats just don't like, get strangled by themselves. No. Also, he's a card-carrying member of the NRA. He says so himself, and I don't care for that. Yeah, the, the, the toxic masculinity is, is so... Uh, rampant throughout this movie the whole carnival scene where where the two men are just trying to one-up each other by winning these little carnival games it really puts the nail in the coffin about how toxic it all is no and they called it they wasted such a good pun they called it a carnival carnival is a good pun carnival is a good pun i love the carnival i didn't like this movie also all the scenes okay so you know what He's a teacher, and he's super abusive to his students. I'm assuming this has to be the 80s, maybe the late 70s, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I I wasn't there. But from what my dad tells me about his experience in um, middle school, Catholic school, they appear that it's normal for your teachers to abuse you. My dad always tells me a story about how one of his teachers, uh, father so-and-so, would would beat kids over the head with the good book if they were bad or like nuns the slapping you with rulers getting hit by a bible right right like nuns hitting you with rulers and stuff like yes it was an absolute nightmare i'm sure to go to school back then so while i don't think that it's excusable i'm like oh he's still a teacher because shit like that was allowed back in the day but he's still doing it to this day because they show him uh, 
John Farley goes back to his school to go spy on Mr. Woodcock, I guess, and he's still abusing kids. And also, why does... Why is there segregated um, gym class still? Yeah. Why are there... That was so weird. Why is it an only boys gym class? I mean, who knows? Maybe they still have them today and we, we're just not aware of them. Truthfully, there were so many scenes in this movie that looked like it was right... Like it was supposed to take place in the 70s. There were the just so many time. shots that... Yeah, like... Just, like, the color palette and a lot of the costumes for a lot of shots. I was like, if you told me that this this show, this movie was supposed to take place in 1970, I'd be like, yep, correct. It was not a good movie. It was not. Um, Susan Sarandon's a, a gift, though. What was she in again that was also 2007? Enchanted, baby! That's right, that's right. She was Queen Nerissa. She is the best. She's a beautiful woman. She's very talented. She's she's uh, been a champion of gay rights for a million billion years. Hell yeah! She's super. Yeah, she's super freaking cool. Um, good for her. Uh, she doesn't deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't deserve this movie. I think it's time, Alexa. Do you think it's time? Time for what, CJ? Time for some one-star Amazon reviews. <gasps> it's now time for some one-star Amazon reviews. Take it away, CJ. All right, Alexa. Yes. I have two for you today. Okay. Only two. O- only oh, two. Golly. Only two. Like I said, a lot of people like this movie. I I hate everything about that. Here's the first one. Coming from January 27th, 2008. I'm just going to read the last bit. This comes from Zachary, and he said, I don't recommend buying it. I don't recommend renting it. If you're bedridden when it comes on TBS at 8 a.m. and the batteries in your remote are dead... That should be your only excuse for watching. <laughs> Zachary, I couldn't agree with you more. I I agree wholeheartedly. I think that was a perfect, and, perfect way to put it. And truthfully, even if like you you don't your batteries are dead and it's stuck on the TV, leave the room. So that was a one star review. Now the last review is going to be a five star Amazon review, Alexa. Oh no. So, this is a five-star review from Harry back in March 12th, 2014. Oh, that's too... That's that's too recent. Yes, I know. it I was know. seven years ago, but it's too recent for me. The title of the review is, Mr. Woodcock is another great Billy Bob Thornton success. Here's, <laughs> here's the review. Another one! The movie was entertaining and a bit convoluted with some really funny gags. Unexpected oh. turns of the plot made this movie a joy to watch. Unexpected? In any event, I enjoy watching Billy Bob do his thing. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton's portrayal is like fried chicken should be. Crisp on the outside and warm and tender on the inside. <laughs> what the fuck? What are you... Did we watch the same movie? Did we watch the same movie? Billy Bob Thornton's portrayal is like fried chicken should be. Crisp on the outside and warm and tender on the inside. What does that mean? So first of all, now I just want to go to Popeye's, which I think is really fucking right. I love love Popeye's and I want some too. If I, but how how I is Billy Bob Thornton's portrayal of Mr. Woodcock know. like fried chicken? I don't know. Why and why would someone think that that's that's the connection? Like who is this poet that that is just whipping out this these poet. these great you know uh, uh, similes metaphors whichever one uses uh, like. Yeah, you're the English major. Don't, not we me. don't need to talk about that. All right, listen, <laughs> I've done enough to to grade myself. Um, he's he's fried chicken, crispy on the outside. The man is crispy, and warm and tender on the inside. Mm. I didn't see any. I didn't. I didn't see any warm or tenderness from from Billy Bob. 
I didn't either. Um, I also didn't see any crispiness, to be fair. But I wasn't looking. Mr. Woodcock is like fried chicken. Easy to fuck up. Mr. Woodcock is like fried chicken. If you eat it raw, you could get sick. Ew. But true. (laughs) Mr. Woodcock is like fried chicken. When you add no flavor, it's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Woodcock is like fried chicken. (laughs) I like mine with no bones. Uh, that means nothing. I, I didn't have anything. Mr. Woodcock is like fried chicken. Good to dip. I don't know. Good to dip in barbecue sauce. <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Absolutely delicious. Yeah. I I don't like that. This is a great writing exercise, though. It's like I like my women, but with Mr. Woodcock. <laughs> oh, I like my women like I like my Mr. Woodcock with hard penis. <laughs> um, Hit me with it, Alexa. Uh, so, I literally started out this movie being like, whatever happened to Billy Bob Thornton? Like, as if he's not been in a million movies continuing to this day, and I didn't see Bad Santa too. Which, by the way, have you ever seen any of the Bad Santa movies? I have not, no. I can't not recommend them more. I don't understand what that means. I can't recommend staying a safe 10-foot distance away from them at any point. (laughs) I can't, I have never seen the first Bad Santa a great My story. boyfriend and I saw Bad Santa 2 in theaters. I believe it was the first movie we ever saw together. Oh, no. Um, because it kicked off a fun activity that we actually do enjoy doing, which is going to the movies with no plan and just going to see whatever's, like, playing. And at the time, um, the only thing that was playing at the closest time that we were there was Bad Santa 2. Neither of us saw Bad Santa 1. Um, I don't remember anything about it except that it was bad and offensive and gross and i couldn't follow the plot at all um and i it was awful it was a really awful movie i don't think i know any movies that i like billy bob thornton in. i couldn't tell it's a shame because i feel like he's a pretty good actor i probably have them anyway um that being said uh, oh gosh, now I can't remember his fucking name. What's the name of this guy? Sean Michael Scott. Sean Williams. Oh. Sean William Scott. Yeah, Sean William Who plays Scott. John Farley. That was the real question. I should have asked, what's going on with him? Not a lot. American Pie. American Pie. But I mean, like, recently. Nothing. Not much. No. So, this film bimbo, film bimbo, film bambo, has a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Good. But, uh, yeah, good. The budget was $22 million. Unfortunately, box office was $33.6 million. It was a success. Oof. Um, so, this is where we get to the good part. This is where we get to the interesting part. So, the director is credited as Craig Gillespie. This was his second feature film. Beforehand, he was literally doing commercials. He was making commercials. His first feature film in the same year, which is a 2007 film, which we haven't touched yet, is Lars and the Real Girl. Lars and the Real Girl is still known to this day as a very good comedy. Again, we haven't watched it, so I will save I will save my uh, judgment. Okay. However, from what I have heard, it is a good one of those like cute, quirky comedy whatever things. So he makes Lars and the Real Girl in the same year. He makes Mr. Woodcock. And everybody's like, fuck's up with this? Turns out, uh, he was looking for more of a dark comedy. This was his second, actually, I think this is technically his first movie that he, first feature film that he directed, and Lars and the Real Girl was, like, directly after it, if not flip-flopped. Um... 
So he was very anxious. He didn't really know what he was doing. And he felt like he had to have total control over things. And he had to have all the answers. And he wasn't asking for anybody for help. And he was just kind of like, I guess this is my show. And I don't really know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to do everything. So what he was trying to do was kind of make it more like a dark comedy. Make this um, movie. Make Mr. Woodcock a dark make comedy. Make Mr. Woodcock more of a dark comedy um, with more... Uh, from what I have heard, a make Mr. Woodcock a not politically correct character, which is a lot of red flags. But um, it was something that he wanted. He ma- wanted to make it more of a dark comedy with serious undertones and like a lot of serious um, theme themes uh, that they touched on. Um, and then they did a lot of test screenings, and every test screening was bad. Every single one was like, this is an awful movie. So after several weeks of poor testing, Craig Gillespie left the project. The director and was like, left. The director left. Oh my god. And was like, obviously I don't know what I'm doing, and I, I, this is not what people want, and I, I can't deliver a good project. So then... David Dobkin, who was the producer, stepped in and directed three weeks of reshoots. Three weeks, dude, of reshoot of reshoots. Okay. To make it like a more broad comedy to appeal to the masses. He must have really and changed it a lot. Work. Yeah. Yes, which kind of makes sense as to why this is a tonally all over the place movie. Yeah, they were just grateful to have a product to to put in to theaters. To put in. I would love to see the original cut, truthfully, just out of, like, morbid curiosity, because I wonder if it does maybe handle some of these serious undertones of abuse better, or if it's worse. I It really is up in the it's air some, from what I've researched. Yeah, and it's one of those things that we're never going to get an answer to, right? Yep, we're probably never. Hey, release the Gillespie cut. <laughs> Hashtag release the Gillespie cut of Mr. Woodcock. Oh, I hope it's not like like the Snyder cut, and I hope it's not I six hours. I demand it. I demand it. I demand all six hours no, of Mr. I can't, I Woodcock. I can't watch through six hours of this movie. Give, and listen, this webpage that had the original article that stated all of this it would not load to the point that I had to reset my Wi-Fi router, and it took like forty minutes. Yes, it did. the The government doesn't want you to know about the Gillespie cut. <laughs> they, he he cracked some sort of code. Bill Gates, the owner of the internet, and Al Gore on Al Gore's internet, they don't want you to know about the Gillespie cut. But I know. I know. You know I'm that the there's QAnon something. of this. Mm-hmm. I'm the QAnon of the Gillespie cut. Don't, you don't want to get a, a, a audio um, recording of you saying that, Alexa. I'm the G-anon. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's that's better. I'm the I'm the cockanon. Okay, okay, it's back to being worse. <laughs> I hate I hate that phrase. The cockanon. The cockanon. It sounds like something Arnold Schwarzenegger would say. Oh, I was going to say it sounds like a really inappropriate Digimon. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty inappropriate. Do you ever... <laughs> this is so unrelated. You know how wild the Digimon are? I fucking love them. Because you have the little Digimon. I don't remember any of their names. So I'm just going to mess. I'm going to like... I'm going to make it up on the spot. But like the little Digimons, right? They're so cute. And they have these crazy voices. And they're like, I'm... I'm Digimon, whoa! And then they like they um they like evolve or whatever, and they're like I'm Redizimon, and then they're like I'm Metagrumon. <laughs> what the fuck real... are we talking about, Digimon? That's a real Digimon. That's a real Digimon. Why, why? Because Kakamon is my Digimon OC now. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this so much. Um. Anyway, David Dobkin came in, and he was basically like the ghost director. He's oh. They still credit, and then this is the worst part. So Craig Gillespie comes in. He makes what is apparently a shitty movie. He leaves. David Dobkin comes in and is like, "Hey guys, listen, just like put me in as a producer. I don't want my name on this. Um, it's bad, and we're just gonna blame this all on Craig Gillespie anyway." So they still kept him credited as the director, Good. so that he would take the fall Good. for it. 
So, released the Gillespie cut. Uh, he also directed another 2007 uh, comedy that we have yet to touch on, but Fred Claus. Oh, uh, I've David watched Dawkin that did. one. I have as well. Um, we'll go into it when we eventually talk about it, but I have a lot of very fond memories of uh, Fred Claus. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, other 2007 connections. Susan Sarandon is, uh, obviously, as we said, she's from Enchanted. She played Queen Nerissa. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler was in six movies That's a lot. in 2007. She worked. This woman worked her ass off in 2007. But amongst uh, our little field of vision, she was in Blades of Glory and Shrek the Third. Um, there's a character. Hey, CJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what's you're, up? You're, you're, you're better. You're better at like characters than I am. I would say that. Do you remember who Hal is? You got to give me a movie. In this movie from this movie. In this movie, the name Hal. Hal? Oh wait, hold on. My other website says that he's Hal the Barber. All right, so he's one of oh, the. Oh, there barbers. you go. So he. Um, well, here's an. Do you remember Wild Hogs? I do remember Wild Hogs. He was in Wild Hogs. Where are you going with this? I don't know who this is. His name was Murdoch. Who the fuck was Murdoch? I think Murdoch was one of the bikers. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. CJ, it's a movie about bikers. Yeah, no, but like one of the bad ones. I don't know, man. Like, not not a Wild Hog, but one of... He's not one of the wild remember, hogs. I just remember Ty Pennington. I don't know what to tell you. This is a, this is a, it was a pre-pandemic episode. It might as well have been 12 years ago yeah, that exactly. we watched this film. Anyway, he was in uh, Wild Hogs. That's really my drive-by uh, research that I did. Is there anything else? Oh. I got nothing. Unrelated certainly. again. I love whack-a-mole. When they were like at the cor- carnival, the carnival, as they say, and uh, and Mr. Woodcock and John Farley are, like, fighting each other and, like, being super competitive. And, like, they're being competitive on the whack-a-mole. The whole time I was just like, man, I'd love to play a good game of whack-a-mole right now. I don't find I don't find joy in whack-a-mole. Really? There's, there's, a, there's plenty of other carnival games I would love to get my hands around. Whack-a-mole is yeah. not one of them, no. Really? I, I I find it to be therapeutic. I I liked oh. the ones at Chuck E. Cheese. Now, if we're talking about therapeutic, what? my game of choice are the coin pushers. I oh, love wait. just putting a coin in, watching it fall down, seeing if it's going to get pushed and push another coin down, seeing if it's going to get pushed, and slowly making that big wall of quarters just inch closer to the edge. CJ, you're not going to talk about coin pushers to the queen of the coin you're pusher a queen? addict. Oh, you're a queen coin pusher. Oh. oh, 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 sir, you do not know my history with the Wizard of Oz coin pushing at the boardwalk machine. At the listen, button. you and I both boardwalk. got our hands They're dirty. At the Six Flags. Yeah. They're at the Dave and Buster's. Yeah. CJ, on my twenty second. They are at the Dave and Buster's. That's right. That's it was what my I remember 20, them from. It was my twenty third birthday. Day. I was with you. And I said, yes, 23rd or 24, 24th birthday. Yes, my 24th birthday. I said, guys, please do not let me get near the Wizard of Oz coin push I was machine. the devil on I your will shoulder. sink so much money. And then CJ comes over. Yeah. And he's like, you want to go over? And I'm like <laughs> 10 drinks deep at the Dave and Buster's. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I yeah. absolutely want yeah. nothing fucking more yeah. than a go the Wizard of Oz machine and pour all of my time and money. I love that machine. When I used to live in Florida, my friends and I, we had an annual pass to Universal. My friends and I would go to Universal and only play for hours the Wizard of Oz machine. Then, cut to years later, my brother, my family goes to Tennessee. We go and visit this one uh, place and it has the fucking Wizard of Oz machine. My brother and, and I are in there for two hours playing Wizard of Oz. That game has taken more of my money than I think any other game in the world. I cannot... I love it. I love it. I've gotten crowds around me. Because I can sense a good machine. Well, Alexa, I have some good news for you. Okay. I can continue being that little devil on your shoulder, but spin it into a positive light. Okay. 
there's a game on Steam called The Coin Game. Okay. For a measly, like, $13, $14, you can play all sorts of, of theme park and, and amusement park games, including Ooh. coin pushers. And you can play them <gasps> for all your heart's content and win prizes. Do they have the Wizard of Oz one? They do not. Do they have the Wizard of Oz one? They're, Fuck! They have their own brands in their own little world. Oh, that's okay, though. Oh, I understand I how, how so the Wizard of Oz one just hit different. I remember one year when my family went down to, like, I think Wildwood or LBI, I was obsessed mm-hmm. with just getting enough points in the arcade so I could win a toaster for my family. We already That's a- we, adorable. We already had a toaster. My my, <laughs> my parents didn't understand why I wanted the toaster, but I won that you goddamn... You wanted to provide for the family. Yeah, I, I won that goddamn toaster. We used With it eventually. Wizard of Oz money? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love Thank that. you. I love the Wizard of Oz. Now I'm getting excited. Now I'm getting excited. I'm a hunter Buster's and open? a gatherer. Is Damon Buster's open? Is this, is this, is this code know, protocol? Man. I don't know if it's Buddy, open. Buddy, if it's open, if it's open, <laughs> you're not seeing me. You're not seeing me. Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. seeing me. You're going to be like, I haven't heard from Alexa in about two weeks. Have you checked the Damon Buster's? She's probably there. Racking up those fucking coins, racking up those fucking trading we cards. We see you in the corner of Dave and Buster's with a half-drinking, shoddily made drink, <laughs> and we turn you around, and you're just covered in cards that have the wizard and, and the scarecrow, and you're just murmuring to yourself, follow the Olympic road, follow yeah. the Olympic road. Follow the Olympic road. Because every time, every time you fill that fucking circle, you get a bonus, and they sing <laughs> follow the Olympic road song. <laughs> I love that game. I don't want to talk about anything else. We now. don't have I to. Fuck we Mr. can just Woodcock. end it here, and you can go to David Buster's and and divulge, you know, I have, splurge. I have work at five thirty in the morning. Who needs work when you have I, when you have the tin? Man? When you have Wizard of Oz. When you have the coin pusher. When you can sense the good machines, and then you get a crowd around you being jealous trying to think like i could do that and then they go to their own little machine and then they don't do well there's nothing like it there's nothing alexa there's nothing like it i am on ebay right now oh god i'm just just curing ourselves to see if we can buy the wizard of eyes coin pusher oh my god yes um so far they sell the cards people are selling the actual cards for like dave and busters and all that yeah, I haven't seen are the they actual... worth money? Hmm? Are the cards worth money? Uh, I'm getting like three bucks, eight bucks, five bucks, oh. a buck fifty. Not worth it. But not, not the actual it. coin pusher themselves. What? Unfortunately. I have to purchase it. I have to buy listen. When I there are ridi- you know, like those ridiculous items that you would love to have when you're like rich and famous and you have like endless supply of money and storage two things i want i want a wizard of oz coin pusher machine and i want a pirates of the caribbean pinball machine oh no that's what we're talking about we actually had so a pirates good. of the caribbean pinball machine in one of the our, big one the full size it, one? it wasn't we didn't own it when i say we i meant oh. my town in one of the pizzerias oh so good that pirates of the caribbean 2 one that's my favorite it was that my... and then they swapped it out for a simpsons one and then i don't remember whatever Ooh. happened after that there's a arcade near my hometown called Yestercades that has like wall-to-wall pinball machines. And when I used to work in that town, I used to on my break sometimes I would go down the street, especially once my friends started working there, because she would just let me in for free. And I would just go in and I would just play to my heart's content. So good. Wonderful. Fuck Mr. Woodcock. I would f- if Mr. Woodcock and I were competing in a Wizard of Oz coin push tournament, I'd kick his fucking I'm ass. Glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that you would, and you have the confidence to say him. that. Yeah, like how how John Farley almost kills him in a ridiculous wrestling match, mm-hmm. in which he wears a school uniform uh, that fits him for some reason, and then almost kills Mr. Woodcock. Yeah. That would be me, but with Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It checks out. Yeah. 
I hate. I did not like this movie. No, me neither. I did not like. It was really upsetting. It was really upsetting. And then, like, you could really feel the emotion of, like, like if this is not a comedy and this is a straight up drama, you know oh, it would have been that there would be dramatic music with, like, John Farley beating the shit out of Mr. Woodcock, getting all of his years of trauma and sadness and anger out and murdering that man right there. He would murder The him. movie probably would have been a lot better if they just removed the slapstick would- and made it a drama. Yep. I would love to see the version of this movie that's just the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if the fucking the fucking ending is that John Farley becomes the gym teacher, the Joker. No, the gym teacher. Joker. Oh no. (laughs) He starts teaching at the school now to replace the void after he killed Mr. Woodcock. After he kills Mr. Woodcock, and then like they have the. They have the whole scene. Oh my god! And they have the whole scene where John Farley's on Tyra Banks, but he kills Tyra Banks. Oh my god! Like the Joker kills Robert. Like the Joker oh. kills Robert De Niro on the talk show. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing. He's where he's John is still wearing clown makeup for some reason, unrelated to the to the the gym teacher. He takes the whistle. Wow. I want to rewrite this movie. This could be a psychological horror film. I want to not think about this movie ever again. So there you no, go. This is so not good. This was so not good. I don't recommend this, y'all. I really don't. Big fat um, no. It's it's a big fat no. I think it has some interesting ideas that they never, ever, ever expand upon. But truly, especially if you're a person with any sort of trauma in your life, it's a really upsetting movie to watch. <laughs> Instead of watching this movie, go listen to 20-something off the album Yellow by Gina Royale. Yes. By the way, Gina, thank you for letting us use your song 20-something off your album Yellow. Yes, it slaps. Listen to that. Listen to her new stuff. Subscribe, or sorry, not subscribe. Follow her on uh, Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, and there you go. Uh, follow us on our socials at every two thousand seven comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Um, talk to us. What did you think about Mr. Woodcock? Let us know. Send us a DM. What's your best Send Digimon impersonation? Like, what's your best Digimon impersonation? What's your thoughts on the coin um, game from from? Yes. Dave and do you Busters? like coin pushers? Do you like uh, whack a mole? Um, do you like what's your favorite pinball machine? Um, do you have any trauma that you would oh, like to get out what? on a vague uh, comedy movie? Maybe maybe you don't need to put that last bit. Yeah, uh, no, you could just write it into a script and have somebody from 2007 produce it as a weird comedy. Yeah, that one, that one. Do that one instead. Instead of going to therapy instead. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just don't know. I just don't know. This man, this man pushed an old man into the pool and then they got mad at John Farley for getting mad at him. For throwing the old man in the pool. It's twisted. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I think the only, I didn't like that. I didn't like anything about this movie except for the Jesus line. And I did think it was kind of funny when sh- when John is wheeling Mr. Woodcock on a gurney to try to get to him to apologize to his mom on a float. They're on a float, by the way. There's a corn parade. Um, and as they're passing through the high school band... He's uh he's insulting all of the band kids, being like, "Hey, you're flat. That didn't sound good. You're off beat." Oh wait, I forgot one more thing. Oh, real quick at the end. Yeah, one more quick fun fact. Uh, two more quick fun Alexa. facts. Oh my gosh, I know. I'm really slacking. I'm thinking about Wizard of Oz uh, coin pushers. So Billy Bob Thornton actually broke his foot during filming. Um, in that scene where him and uh John Farley are wrestling uh and john farley almost murders him in cold blood um also apparently um on some talk show sean william scott and billy bob thornton both hated the film and talked about how they basically uh, sean william scott said and i quote there's nothing worse than going to a movie set knowing that the film could end my career. Oh. 
and and it's so bad because really after this he didn't really do much after this which kind of sucks he's 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 can be funny in other movies and he's he's got a cute face what, what a whatever way to end it man yep and craig gillespie hates it too wait i have a positive thing to end it on um his uh john farley's friend has a little brother that's helping him with his pool business do you know who that little brother is who he plays that little shit kid and fucking uh shark boy and lava girl oh the one that's like send him to the principal's office and have him expelled I love him. Oh, well, there you go. I recognize him immediately. There's a silver lining to every cloud. Yep. We clocked. I clocked it immediately. I was like, oh, thank God. We have somebody. We have We have a, a, a good egg here. Now, Alexa, if you will, let us let us sit off into the sunset and, and leave this movie to the grave that it lies in. May it rest in fucking pieces. We will see you all. We'll see you all back in two thousand and seven. On in the gym locker room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, corn congratulations. <laughs> That's a pun for the movie. I hate it. Corngratulations. I hate this movie. Cornable's good though. It's a good pun. It's not a good movie. Not a good movie. A good little shorty. Oh, seven.